If you're listening to this episode, you're listening to one of our first ever episodes. Yay, you. Uh, Depending on which episode you're listening to, you may notice that we're still working some things out like the music in episode one or the just general audio audio problems that we have all the time sorry yeah we want to leave these episodes up to show our progress so this disclaimer is to thank you for listening and hopefully you'll have patience with these things yes we definitely ironed it out in season two so more to come Welcome to our dogcast. I'm Sarah and I'm Laurel and this is what is dog? Is it the question or the answer? So Sarah, today we're talking about one of your favorite topics and an aspirational favorite topic of mine. <laughs> we're talking about fitness with your pup. Yeah, I'm so excited. I mean, this really is one of my favorite topics because I love working out. We've addressed this in a few other or in one other episode and yeah, it's going to be great. Before we dive in, though, I want to go into our featured adoptable dog of the week. Okay. Um, This one really hits home for me. I actually used to dog sit for this family (coughs) in Westport when I was in college, and their daughter, Chloe, actually started her own rescue. That's so cool. It's amazing. So you're going to love the name of the rescue. It's Farm Dog Fosters. Oh, that's so cute. What a great name. (laughs) And it's because she basically bought a farm Mm -hmm. and started fostering a bunch of dogs. I don't know the exact number of dogs that she's fostered, but I see her posting all the time. I think she at least adopts out like one or two a month. It's incredible. Good for her. Yeah. Way to make a difference. Definitely. Um, She's based actually in Florida. And she focuses on taking in dogs from high-kill shelters and providing them unconditional love, playtime, nature trails, and socialization with her pups until they're adopted out. Wow, what a good business. That's awesome. I know. I'm really impressed by her. And this week, we have one of her dogs featured. Um, This dog's name is Piper. Oh, Piper. What a cute (laughs) name. Oh my gosh. So for our listeners, Laura's showing me a picture and Piper has the cutest little doggy smile on her face. She is, what breed is she? Oh, I actually don't know what breed she is. She kind of looks like to me like some kind of, she has some border collie-ish ears. They're super floppy and a border collie stripe down her nose, but she's short haired. And she definitely has those kinds of eyes that look like they have, like, eyeliner on them. Yeah, I love those kinds of so eyes. so pretty. And she's a beautiful, like, beige, golden beige color. Yep. And she's Aww, got some white on her, too. We'll definitely make sure to post a picture of her so everyone can see it. Oh, yeah. We definitely will. We have to get better at posting our adoptable dogs. <laughs> so what do we know about Piper? Piper was rescued back in April from a really scary kill shelter. Her time was up, and despite the best efforts of the volunteers, she was really scared and starting to shut down. When Chloe went to get her, she really didn't know what the next six months would hold. She's had her, probably one of her longest fosters, and she discovered that Piper was basically feral. Like, really feral. She couldn't eat in front of people, she couldn't make eye contact, and she couldn't walk on a leash. I'm actually going to read a little bit from Piper's voice. Oh, <laughs> I'm so excited to hear you give Piper a voice. I don't know that I'm actually going to do a voice. No, but... you have to now. You can say it or not. Let's oh, hear it. no. Okay. Um, let's see. What would Piper do? I think she's going to be Southern. Okay. All right. Let's do it. 
fast forward, I now walk nice on the leash. I have and always will love other doggy friends. And I'm comfortable with pets from my foster mama and new friends. I need... You got this. You got it, Laurel. <laughs> I need some work still and patience with my forever family. But I promise to be sweet and kind and to trust in my own time. Well, Piper, <laughs> I sure would like to give you a hug. That's supposed to be you, our listener. <laughs> a southern person who would like to adopt a little Piper. Oh, my goodness. Well, that was really great. Good job. That I was think, great. You know I don't what? think we can ever do another no, voice again. From now on, we will always do them with a special voice. Probably. Yes. I love giving dogs voices, by the way. Duke has a little voice. It's like scruffy. And he curses a lot. It's a real problem. (laughs) Duke does? Yeah. That's shocking. (laughs) He's always cursing. (laughs) Andy and I can't be... I can't handle it. <laughs> can't control him. You try to put him in timeout, but he just can't be controlled. Nope. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I am super impressed by Chloe. I'm super impressed by everything that she does. Um, she basically started this work in 2015, and she began as a foster for a different dog rescue. Um, but she's basically done about 52 dogs since 2015. That's so great. Yeah. Wow. Good for you, Chloe. Yeah. Good going, Chloe. And good going, Piper. And we hope that you adopt her. So if you are interested in adopting Piper, please go to Farm Dog Fosters on Facebook and reach out to Chloe. Um, If you just type in Farm Dog Fosters, they'll come right up. So please do it. Alrighty. Okay, now let's get into our episode. So Sarah, this week we're actually going to talk to Kimberly, who's the owner of Fitness with Fido. I am so excited about this. Um, I think what we met them on Instagram, right? Or we met her on Instagram. Yeah, she basically reached out on one of our posts and um, was really interested in getting involved and talking about kind of, I don't know, would you call it a cause or her business or what she's doing? I'd say it's both. The yeah. business can also be a cause. And I, I love her idea, which is of working out with your dog. And that's something we touched on a little bit in an earlier episode but we didn't get that much into different ways you can work out with your dog and it's so cool that there's an actual program devoted to this it's so true she basically started fitness with fido in 2015 as a way to combine her two loves which is fitness and dogs um she provides fitness classes as you said for you and your best friend your pup to do together so cool i can't wait to hear what she has to say same so we're gonna go talk to her right now and we'll talk to you after that too as well all right talk to you soon talk to you later kim thank you so much for being on our podcast with us today can you start by telling us a little about yourself and why you started fitness with Fido? yeah well thanks for having me um my background is in dog grooming agility canine fitness and business um but I've always loved dogs since I was a little kid and my family didn't know where that love of dogs came from because none of them were dog people. Um, but they got me my first dog, Molly, and that's really where my love of dogs uh, really progressed. And then so after school, I went on to become a professional dog groomer. And then, of course, I needed to get a poodle. Um, and that ended up being Oscar. And he's the real reason why I started Fitness with Fido because he had so much energy when he was younger. Like I used to roller skate with him 
And then also I was uh, training for a Tough Mudder event and I was getting such guilty looks leaving my dogs at home. Oh. I, it, it was like, oh, I'm sorry. And then it was so taking so much, <laughs> yeah, such a pain. And I'm like, it just made me feel so guilty. And then it was just taking so much time out of my day doing both. I started combining my workouts at the park with them to mainly save time. And so I didn't get those guilty looks. Mm -hmm. And then after a few times, I thought other people may like this. And that's kind of how Fitness with Fido has grown from there. So awesome that's so yeah, cool. yeah we're so you. we're so impressed by you um <laughs> sarah is definitely the fitness person in this relationship <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i am unfortunately not i'd like to be though i'd like to be like both of you <laughs> you gotta start somewhere <laughs> it's like i still love working out but i still love my cookies too so yeah. <laughs> gotta have balance <laughs> Um, where is, where are you located? I, I think I saw Missouri. Yes. St. Louis, Missouri. Yes. So the Midwest, where are you guys actually? We're in Boston, Boston, Mass. Boston. Okay. I'm like, I didn't know if it was California or where. So that's awesome. Yeah. 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 If you ever want to visit. <laughs> Maybe when it's not snowing, I know it gets yeah. cold up there. So <laughs> Maybe gonna... in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so I am constantly trying to find ways to work out with my dog. I have a Dalmatian named Duke and um, he's, he's kind of a high energy dog, not as high energy as people told me he was going to be, but mm -hmm. you know, he, he needs his exercise every day and so do I. So I'm constantly trying to find ways to work out with him other than running because he's not the biggest fan of running. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really curious about uh, what your fitness classes are like like um do the dogs work do the classes work out the dogs as well as the owners yes so we work out both of you uh I know I get a lot of that that question a lot sometimes people are like can I just drop my dog off but um no <laughs> no <laughs> yeah no it's actually for the both of you so we rotate back and forth between you and the dogs and so that way you guys each get your turn to work out and sometimes people prefer that because then it's not a full hour of working out just on them and they can take breaks and pet their dogs and the dogs just really enjoy being out of the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, I got to take a break. I got to go pet my dog. <laughs> uh, so what does a typical, typical class look like? Uh, so I have a full few classes. I have doga, which is dog yoga. And so that's, much slower paced and that's working on you know flexibility and balance and then I have Puplotties which is Pilates styled and that's still low impact but we do like I'll bring hurdles typically we always start out with a walk or some type of cardio to get the dogs moving because they don't want to stay still for the whole hour um, but Pilates is really focused on your core and all these little muscles you didn't know you had and then um I also have cardio canine, which is the more high impact classes where you're really going to get sweaty and you're going to be running around and moving. So all of those classes, even though there's lower level and higher level, they're all set up the same where we keep rotating back and forth, whether it's me bringing equipment to work on the dog's balance or your balance or working on dog obedience. So that way they get their mental and physical exercise and to keep them engaged and, or it's, you know, focusing on you where they have to sit still and wait their turn basically so 
Yeah, that's basically what I was the most interested in when I saw your classes and you definitely touched on it. I was thinking, oh my gosh, how do you get these dogs engaged the whole time? Or how do you get them focusing on what you're doing and with the working out instead of like focusing on their doggy friends? <laughs> yeah. So sometimes people come earlier so they can hang out a little bit for the dogs to play um, because you'll see the more they come, they actually get their little dog friends like going to daycare. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, it's just really keeping them busy the whole time and keeping them focused on their owner, of course, and we'll play games like puppy push-ups or, you know, things like that just to keep it fun as well. But a lot of times I say it takes about three classes. Normally the first class, the dogs are like, where am I? It's not the vet. It's not the groomer. It's not the dog park. So yeah. <laughs> How often do you recommend somebody work out with their dog? Uh, I would say... Ideally five times a week for 30 minutes, but I know that doesn't always happen, but at least three times a week and again, like 30 minutes and that's a combination of walking, running, playing fetch, doing dog training or balance and strength training, um, but at least walk them at least once a day, even if it's 10 minutes because, you know, walking so simple and it's free so everybody can do it. <laughs> Um, but it, there's just so many benefits of that, just like getting fresh air, vitamin D, and, you know, it does solve a lot of behavior issues for dogs because a lot of times they're just pent up in the house and they're bored and that's when they start tearing things up. So if somebody isn't working out at all and neither is their dog, besides maybe going for a walk every now and then, do, you, <laughs> do you recommend like a slow progression or some kind of fitness plan that they follow? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you haven't worked out in, I don't know, years, then of course you don't want to get burnt out. Like say you went hardcore for a week or two weeks and your body's just hurting, then you'll probably just crash. So it's just, you know, plan smart, keep your goals smart where you're, um, yeah, progressing. So say maybe it's walking or like yoga. A lot of people love yoga. It's very popular. It's not personally my favorite because it's so much slower paced. I personally like, you know, the cardio or uh, Pilates, but having, I think, a mixture of all those types of classes or um, help work all your different muscle groups. But yeah, definitely start slow with just, you know, walking and then maybe doing some weights or, you know, something like that, working on your balance. Um, so I'm with you, Kim. I, I really struggle with yoga because of the slowness <laughs> of it, and I try to do it, but I get so bored, you know? Yes. So always into, the, like, the cardio type stuff. <laughs> yeah. So crazy. I love yoga. That's what I <laughs> <laughs> That's what I <laughs> 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 for an hour. <laughs> And a lot of people love yoga. And then there's some people who are just like, eh. And, you know, just like the dogs, there's some dogs that just will not stay still in yoga. And then some of them are just like, pet me for the full hour, you know? <laughs> um, so you definitely have to find something you like, even if it's going outdoors and hiking or swimming, you know, whatever you like, do it to make you more active. Um, yeah, that's definitely... Finding some sort of motivation for myself has been so hard, but I find that having Charlie helps out a lot because he is such a high energy pup that I do tend, I mean, he would go nuts. He would get so mad at me if I didn't take him out for at least one walk a day. So we're yes. at least getting out for like 
one or two walks a day, but how do you, where do you find your motivation? And maybe you're a little bit more like Sarah, where it's just natural, or how do you help others that maybe aren't as naturally motivated to get up and work out? Yeah, I definitely understand because a lot of people struggle with that as you know, uh, I personally, you know, it is natural to me and it's also because I've made it a habit. Um, but mainly it's just, you know, doing it and like, you know, even if you have to schedule it, like actually put it in your phone or write it in your planner to like, I'm going, even if it's just a walk or, you know, schedule 30 minutes a day to do that, to spend some time on yourself and your dog, because you'll feel better afterwards. <laughs> and also I'd say, keeping your dog, you know, working on those doggy manners, those really do matter because um, it makes exercising much easier and safer. Um, but, you know, say you're on a walk, you know, just using the world as your playground. So if you see a set of stairs, do them or, uh, you know, a bench, you could do exercises on the bench, you know, different things like that. But my motivation would really just, it does come from my dogs because, you know, I feel bad, you know, like, you know, as people, we normally get up, we'll go to work or we go to, I don't know, school or out to eat and our dogs don't have as many options. And, you know, it's just like older people, you know, when they don't get visits, you know, just there, you just get caught up in your head. So I feel bad. So that makes me be like, all right, we got to go do something. So just to keep yeah. them engaged, keep them focused on something else. And that could they, definitely be enough. And I think a lot of people kind of do good dogs to help them mm -hmm. stay more motivated and I know Sarah and I actually both horseback ride too and uh -huh. I noticed a big difference when I didn't own a horse I just wasn't getting up and out as much so having mm -hmm. those animals that kind of keep you up and keep you motivated the whole time makes a huge difference yeah and hopefully eventually then it makes it part of your daily habit just because you start scheduling and then you're like all right I'm doing it and then you're naturally like all right let's just go do this without even, hopefully without even scheduling it. Um, but whatever, you know, makes, makes it work. Like, I don't know how cat people do it. Cause you don't really see people walking cats. So. You're going to have to like add a little part to your business. That's like working out you and your cat. Oh my gosh. Cats would not want to work out. Can you imagine? Yeah. yeah. I'm not a cat person, so I don't, I'm allergic to them. So I don't know like much about them, but. Uh, so not happening in the business tomorrow. Then. Yeah. So that's all I'm like, yeah, dogs will definitely be like, I gotta go outside, you know? <laughs> so I try to run with Duke a few times a week and one of my struggles with that is that I can't tell if he doesn't like running or if he's just really tired mm -hmm. <laughs> you know he does this thing oh, he'll just stop and stare at me and I'm like okay I guess you're done mm -hmm. but like how do you, in a workout class how do you gauge that a dog's at its limit how do you know like okay he's had enough for today well of course, if you ever see limping or anything like that, that's a major no-no right. sound, um, which had never happened in classes. But if you're running, that could be a sure sign. Mm -hmm. But also, mainly if they just start laying down and, of course, just looking at you like, I'm done. Um, <laughs> or if excessive panting or drooling, especially in the summertime is when you'll see that more commonly. Uh, or just... Uh, Mainly if you're just, especially running is when you see it the most is when you're still ahead of them and they're dragging behind on their leash at the full extent mm -hmm. of the leash. And then they, it starts getting slower and slower. 
sometimes that it could be they're just tired of running, you know, whether it's the distance or if you do it a lot and they might just want to walk and enjoy the walk. I mean, how old is your dog? He's two and a half. Okay, so he's still pretty young. So he might just be bored if you're always running uh, the same trail. You might want to just switch up this route. Or um, also an expert runner. So <laughs> she, what she left out is that she's running really long and really fast. I don't know. Yeah. She drops off her dog. <laughs> <laughs> so that could be it too. If you're running longer, like what do you typically run? Like five miles? Is that yeah, what you I'll like? I'll do anywhere from five to 10, but Duke will usually okay. only go with me for one to four miles. Okay, that sounds about right. Typically yeah. dogs or are around the one to four mile range. Right. Uh, so that's probably why he's like, he's like, lady, you run, bring me back home. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> one way I've gone to engage him is um, I run, I call it the running sock. Uh huh. And on the way out, I hold the sock and he tries to get it from me. And uh -huh. then I turn around and on the way back, he gets to hold the sock. And oh, that's cute. He likes being chased. So I just kind of let him take the lead and run home with the sock. Yeah. That helps sometimes. Sometimes he doesn't care about the sock, but on occasion it's pretty helpful. <laughs> yeah. Or it would be to switch it up, like maybe do sprints too. Like say yeah. you guys walk for a little bit and then sprint for a block. Um, I, it depend. you know, that might even be more challenging for you if you're always yeah. doing long distance running, your fast twitch muscles be like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, That's something but, we do park too and he loves being chased around so I can give him a sock <laughs> <laughs> yeah that might be something or yeah carry treats around or like yeah go to different uh trails and just that might help engage him a little more because otherwise it sounds like he probably just doesn't want to run as long as you want to run <laughs> yeah. so. and that's common yep. so yeah um, and then on the other hand, from Sarah, um, I have Charlie now who's rescue and he's younger. He's a one and a half. But in the past, I fostered and owned a lot of older dogs. Um, mm -hmm. I know I saw on your website that you, fabulous website, by the way. I'm oh, thank you. <laughs> um, you mentioned that you offer classes for people and their dogs during different life cycles from puppies to seniors. Um, do you recommend anything specifically that um, people do? during different stage of a dog's life or do you adjust that workout at all? Yes. Like I believe working out or exercising is important in every stage of your life. And that goes for both humans and dogs. Um, Cause like I've noticed more too. Now my dog, when I started this company, he was, you know, young and full of life and now he's 10 and he also has a liver disease. So he's had to cut back like coming to classes with me a lot now and not doing as much of the cardio aspect of it too um which is like you know that was hard for me to adjust too because yeah. you know I'm just so used to him being my best buddy um but you know with the different types of classes like senior dogs and older people it benefits a lot doing yoga or doga because it's slower paced and it really works on balance and flexibility. And as we both naturally age, we lose balance. So I try and work on that every class yeah. because it's important to help prevent falls. Uh, so that's like for the senior dogs, that's what I definitely recommend because you still want to keep your body moving because if you stop, then that's when you get cramped up. Right. And uh, for puppies, like I think, the Puppilates styled class is a little better suited just because puppies have growth plates. 
and they don't fully close until they're about a year old. So it's important not to overexercise them or like say with high impact landing with jumping. Right. Um, so they can grow up properly because if you do that too soon, those growth plates don't close properly. And it's like in the hip area and that's when early arthritis can develop. Mm. Um, so that kind of class is um, still low impact, but it keeps them moving because it's faster pace. Um, and then of course, like the cardio canine class is good for everything in between because you want to do cardio, even if it sucks, just because it helps keep your heart strong. So sure. that works out anything in between. And with all the classes, you know, anything can always be modified. A lot of times we do things by time so that they, I give you a minute to do push ups. So if you do one or you do 20, you're still doing it, but you can go at your own pace. And that's for both you and the dogs. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Do you have any specific techniques or activities that you can share with dog owners at home? Um, I would say, like I, I know I mentioned earlier, about really work on your dog obedience just because it's very important. Um, but also, um, like a home gym is, I recommend everybody having like a piece of stability equipment, like a balance disc or a bozu ball. I don't know what you know, if you know what those are, but they're filled with air. Um, and so that way, if you stand on it, then it works all your uh, stabilizer muscles. So then it helps just kind of strengthen anything and you can do a lot with those. Uh, and they don't take up much space in a wobble board. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't, do you guys have five below stores up by you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so that store, it's a fun store. Um, so <laughs> five, yeah. So $5, they sell wobble boards. And it, again, that doesn't take up much space and that works on your proprioception and your balance, of course. So that's good uh, for the senior dogs and the puppies, like for socializing them and getting them used to their body and everything while growing up. Um, and again, that's for $5 or, and you can cut up a yoga mat. Um, I have a video on my YouTube page and you can hot glue it on. And that just gives a little more traction, more for the dogs. So that way their paws don't slip on it. Yeah. Uh, but like those two pieces of equipment, I think are very valuable to have in your house. So I would definitely add those to anybody's awesome. dog owner's house. Really so cool. yeah. Yeah. And I love that the canine fitness industry, you know, it's definitely growing, you know, like all these, just the pet industry in general, like all this stuff was not around like 10, 20 years ago. So it's really developing. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That actually leads me into my next question for you, which <laughs> is, um, I know like a lot of franchises, like, um, what is it called? CrossFit, for instance, started as just a small gym and then grew to be this national franchise. Um, yeah. And like, for instance, you're out in Missouri. We don't have anything like this, what you're doing out <laughs> here. Do you have any plans to grow your business and, you know, bring it to other states? Of course, yeah. So I started it about four years ago, and I feel like the third year business is when it really took off because the first couple years, it was one, just getting, you know, my name out there and people, a lot of people are like, oh, that's cute. Or I don't think my dog, uh, how, how, I don't know how my dog will act. So it was like, okay, but I need people to come to classes so I can keep <laughs> doing this. Um, so that's been finally, once people have done it and they're like, oh, it's actually good and they love it. So that's definitely been um, helping. And now this would be going on my fifth year, this upcoming year. 
and the last two years is when I've really seen growth. So definitely, I don't know, uh, it might be a little tour first and then maybe get more. Uh, yeah, we're basically wondering how soon can you come to us? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, I would love, like, I've traveled just, like, different states around Missouri, um, so I want to definitely grow that, but also I plan on working on an online um, at-home workout program cool. for a lot of people to do it at home. Um, it's in the works. It's taken me a while, yeah. um, but I'm hoping to have it launched by January. I'm hoping. Um, That's so exciting. <laughs> yeah, and I'm also doing... Um, I like I post a lot online. I need to do it a lot more. Um, but I do have a 12 days of Christmas challenge coming up and that's trying to, people can do it anywhere cause it's an online challenge Yeah. and we're giving away over like $300 worth of prizes, but it's mainly to see if you can be active for 12 days with your dog and there's certain tricks and exercises for each day. Um, so that's something you can do up there in Boston yeah. and I, yeah, and I also have a free copy of my ebook. If you sign up for my newsletter, it's how to work out with your dog today. Cool. If you go to my website, um, so that's a little starter to hopefully, yeah, again, hopefully be there in person. You know, might take a couple more years, but at least have the home workout programs where people can do that at their own time anywhere. Yeah, that was basically my last question for you. Is basically how can listeners who are listening in get more involved, but it sounds like they would go to your website. And what is the website name? It's fitnesswithfido.fit. Got it. Okay, nice. fitnesswithfido.fit. <laughs> We're not known for saying even our address is correct. <laughs> 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 you know, wrong every single week. <laughs> yeah. You can do fitnesswithfido.com too. Um, that wasn't available when I first started the business, but now I have both of them. But I'm oh, going to say fitnesswithfido.fit. But yeah, if you go to there, you can definitely get the ebook or just follow along on Facebook or Instagram. I'm on Facebook more. Um, but yeah, you can definitely stay updated there. So and maybe I'll be to Boston sometime. So yeah, yeah great. So what is, what's your Instagram handle? Uh, my Instagram handle is fitnessfido.fit. Okay. And is it the same on Facebook? Yes, it is. Okay, cool. Yeah, just and it's an orange and black logo. Mm -hmm. It's of me with a running dog a running poodle I love so. the logo yeah <laughs> it's, it's really cute thank you <laughs> I am basically just obsessed with our businesses all day long so I was like yeah. oh my gosh this is the coolest thing <laughs> yeah and the coolest thing you know I found you guys from Instagram you know really yeah. so I love how social media can really help you connect so definitely Okay, yeah. it's been really inspirational. I love your entrepreneurial spirit. <laughs> thank and, you. Like, I love what you're doing. Like, I'm so excited about it. I think you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to try. Right. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Cam. Have thank a great you. day. Thank you so much. Have a good day. It was great meeting you. You too. Bye. 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 So, tell me about Kim. Oh wow, I am so inspired by everything that she had to say. I yeah. love that she 
has found what found like a great method or a series of methods because she had yoga or what is it doga dog dilates dog pilates that's it pilates <laughs> i'm already getting your wrong wow. <laughs> and I, oh my gosh i'm so impressed by all those things and i want to i really wish we lived in missouri because i want to try these classes out myself i know the thing i was thinking about the whole time is with every other expert that we've had on here mm -hmm. we've been able to do like a training session with them for mm -hmm. 30 minutes before we talked to them and i was like Oh, I wish that we could have done like doga or anything with her um, beforehand, especially like agility and all of the things that she she does with dogs. It's just so cool. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to try this week and we can report on it in our next episode. Yeah. And she has um, lots of materials on her website and sh she's starting the YouTube channel too. So right. we can try it and talk about what it's like. Yes. And also, I'm really excited for her 12 days of Christmas. Yes. Uh, I really can't wait. I'm going to fully we commit have to, to doing do that. it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Everyone heard me. <laughs> you know, and I love that she has started this business from scratch. Yes. You know, come up with some great marketing ideas mm -hmm. like the 12 days of Christmas like and just the fact that she has these different fitness classes like and wants to grow it is really really inspirational yeah she definitely has her head on straight with these things and I like how she's really thinking strategically about her growth and what makes sense for her mm -hmm. and I immediately wanted to start consuming the material and I think it would make it a lot more interesting for myself to work out if it had my dog involved because that's something that you have to do anyways mm -hmm. and working out and exercising your dog are both two really big time sucks so if you combine the two it makes a lot of sense yeah absolutely so for our listeners i really hope that you got as much out of this interview as we did definitely um should we talk about next week yes we should <laughs> <laughs> so next week we're talking to ruth hatton who what does she do Sarah? she is a animal healer and nutritionist uh, she deals with nutrition, herbs, massage, Reiki, and lots of love, according to her <laughs> Instagram. It's awesome, and I can't wait. I have so many questions from our nutrition episodes that I want to follow up with her about and see, you know, from an actual professional what she thinks about some of the conclusions that we came up with. Mm -hmm. So I almost want to start with our conclusions, see if they're right or if they're wrong, and go from there. Yeah, that's a great idea. So listen in next, next week to our interview with Ruth. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed today's interview with Kim. I certainly did, and am very. I keep saying the word inspired, but that's how <laughs> I'm feeling. <laughs> and okay, anything else? Yes, please do rate us and mm -hmm. review us. Um, that is something that's going to keep us going and going to be able to keep providing this content for you mm -hmm. um, to help us spread the word. So please do go do that on you know your podcast provider of choice. And also email us if you have any stories that you want us to share here or any topics at dogcasters at whatisdog.com. And follow us on Instagram at whatisdogcast. Yes. 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 We said that backwards. Usually I say, I know. I say Instagram. We've, we've passed the final test. <laughs> <laughs> the final countdown. <laughs> okay, now that we've gotten that song stuck in your head, thanks for listening. Thank you. Have a good Wonderful. We should say something every single time. We have a pupperful day. I have a pupperful day. We'll work on it. We'll work on it, people. Have a great day.